Good morning, All Things SR podcast, and welcome. Good morning, Pam. How are you today? I am on the mend, happy to say. Can you guys hear me okay? Good. Can you guys hear me okay? Yes, great. Ah, yeah. Yes. I am. I'm finally turning the corner Uh, on um, my Christmas. (laughs) <laughs> upper respiratory viral infection. So, um, yeah, but I've, it's just been a long slog and I'm trying to do all the right things. Um, so that's uh-huh. been, that's been really, really good. So I'm really thankful for that. Um, no, that's good. I just that hope I can continue to get well. So, and I hope you all are still, yeah, um, that's, Feeling well and recovering from the holidays. Recovering from the holidays. Getting back in the swing of things. Well, I, I think the hangover is yes. still going. I think the hangover is mm-hmm. still going. <laughs> I fully believe that. I should be fortifying my coffee. I was laughing because I saw SR tweet something about um, Jack Daniel's coffee. And I mistake. Yeah, I think KK I, I had mistakenly thought... It, he was putting Jack Daniels in his coffee <laughs> until I reread it. And I was like, <laughs> SR, you're starting the day like I would. What? <laughs> yep. I, I, you know, Karina had uh, sent me some Jim Beam coffee. So I'm, I'm excited. To, I had to get coffee filters because I have a curing pot. But it also has one of the bigger pots, strip pots that you can Oh, nice. To. And so I have to try that. Yeah. So I, I just got the filters yesterday. So we'll see what I have to. That, that will be tomorrow. good. I, I Delicious. I, 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 I was a dirty stay up last night. I'm sorry. You know, with all the political crap that's going on in this world. In the. I had to see what was going on. It was the on. best kind of theater. I, I was up to late too. Women. That was crazy. Um, just insane. Yeah. It's one thirteen in the morning and. The newly elected Speaker of the House starts uh, his remarks. I'm like, really? Because then they had to go on to do the rules. Jim Langworthy, Jim Langworthy used to listen to Howard Stern when he was on WNBC. WNBC. Uh, before he went to <laughs> yes. And, and it, was, it, was either, it was either Howard Stern or Don Imus had this, like, quote-unquote soap mm-hmm. opera called The Young and the Senatorial. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I believe that was Howard Stern. 
because Ted Kennedy featured prominently in that, if I remember. Uh, oh, yeah, a lot of politicians mm-hmm. did. So I felt like I was, this week I feel it felt like I've been watching the young and the congressional. <laughs> <laughs> or, or the MMA fight in the, in, the, in the house. Truly, that was, it was... It was a great spectacle, <laughs> that's comical. for sure. Anyway. It's a great spectacle. Democracy uh, so in action. Finally at about quarter of two this morning. <laughs> you know, I, I miss the days when I was a little girl watching the Saturday cartoons and they'd have the, oh, I'm just a bill. Yes, a yes. You know, the, the schoolhouse Dale, rock. Um, schoolhouse. <laughs> schoolhouse rock. Schoolhouse rock. Oh, it's classic. Mm-hmm. If you guys have never heard those, Google Google them. Um, yeah, I think they're out on mm-hmm. YouTube now. But they, I mean, they, they they had one of the other things I remember was conjunction. What's your function? I love that. <laughs> Does anyone else remember those? I'm yeah. just curious because um, I know they also were school. The calling it the they also opera. showed them in um, schools too. Um, <laughs> I'm uh, actually putting in a link now to uh, so you guys can experience the joy of uh, uh, and and it is such a joy. I mean, I love those things. I I just remember them all the time. I I still have a few problems at, at my tender age of <laughs> seventy two. <laughs> You're not seventy two. Uh, but that's so funny. I know that. But, um, uh, <laughs> um, you know, it just the, the whole, the whole, everything they, they did, I have problems with like effect and effect. Yes. When I'm like, I have to think about this now. It's to this day. The, there, there, and mm-hmm. there. <laughs> Although I'm not too bad with that. I'm not too bad with that. And you're, and you're. Exactly. So, I am. Um, I'm just looking in the uh, chat. Um, thank you for all your kind well wishes, everybody. I appreciate it. And Betty noted that it seems Margot's recovering from the flu, which I'm hoping she is able to recover <laughs> from. Uh, an office mate of mine has really been suffering with that. We were all kind of, it's interesting, even though we haven't worked in the same building, um, we all, all of my office mates were sick over the break. So, um, and Floor notes that it's currently 57 degrees in Miami. Glad you're getting better, Leslie. I'm on the road to um, moms. I'll be listening and hope everyone had a great holiday. So safe travels to you, Floor, as you're going to visit mom. Um, and Betty asked if he was adding Jack Daniels to his coffee. Betty, that's how I would like to drink my coffee. But um, I think it was uh, 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 Jack Daniels. Daniels uh, produced coffee, Jack Daniels blend, um, which I bet is they probably roast it in the barrels or something wonderful like that. Um, Shell's noting that it was 35 degrees <coughs> Fahrenheit in Vegas and they had rain this past week, which seems very unusual for that part of the country. And bomb cyclone. <laughs> And <laughs> Betty, regarding the Black political Hubs. situation, said, don't get me started. What a disaster. Williams it's the soap mess. opera as the stomach it's turns. The opera, you know, SNL will mm-hmm. have a field day with that. 
Betty. Honestly, I was thinking oh, yeah. SNL should get Bill Murray to come in and they should do a riff on Groundhog Day and have it go over and over. <laughs> I think that would be so funny. I am curious what they're going to do with it because um, there's so much possibility there. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, Shell's conjunction, junction, hooking up words and phrases. And Ellie is on, our educator. Mm-hmm. She said, Schoolhouse Rock, have it on VHS and every Saturday morning of my childhood. Oh, uh, yes. Along with, uh, let's see. When I was really young, Mighty Mouse was a big cartoon that I loved. Um, Underdog, and with this magic pill, I will. Um, Underdog was my favorite. Who else was it? Yeah, I love yeah. Underdog. Um, and Elena is and, Elena oh, is waking up to thirty six degrees and five inches of sticky snow. Winter Wonderland in Maine this morning. Uh, trees are beautiful and very frosted, she said. So that's wonderful. Uh, <laughs> Betty says, I think Williams Concilium is more organized than our government. Um, and Ellie's anticipating right morning, uh, school on Tuesday. So um, she's going to be getting back in the swing. And it's good to see Anna this morning. Good morning. Um Shell says, here I come to save the day. (laughs) There's no need to fear. And there's no need to fear. Underdog is here. (laughs) This is what a great uh, little journey down memory lane. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I mean, I I think about there. there, There's a group of friends I have from Pearl River Mm -hmm. that we don't get together as much as we used to anymore because we're just... A lot of us have all spread out. I'm in Philadelphia, a couple are in Florida, a couple ones in Alabama, a um, couple are in North Carolina and in Georgia and stuff. They moved out of New York. And, um, but was one, and one of them, unfortunately, she was from Alabama. She passed away a couple of years ago. Breast mm. um, she, but she instigated, we, we would get these, get these stupid things going where we would be like talking Seussical. Oh, yeah. Dr. Seuss. And everything we had to do had to be rhymed like a Dr. Seuss rhyme. <laughs> and there was another time when we all decided we were changing our Facebook profiles to a, a favorite cartoon character. And I think I was Sweet Polly Purebred. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think we can have fun with that. <laughs> Uh, it was stupid. It was it was stupid stuff, and that I think Facebook still had the poke mm-hmm. option, mm-hmm. I, and I think they still do because believe it or not, I got a poke the other night from one of Patrick's oh, friends. Oh my gosh! Um, yeah, that was like God, I didn't know this was still there. <laughs> and uh, you know, and it would be like this one guy Jack who who lives he lives down in um, North Carolina mm-hmm. now. You, I, I, there, you'd be all of a sudden your, your phone would ding and it's like he'd be poking and it would be constant. I mean, it was annoyingly mm-hmm. constant, you know. And but it was it was fun, but annoying. And you know, everybody used to give him give him a hard time about it. But that was before his uh, his wife passed away, and it was uh, he's had a tough time with that. So he's that's one of the reasons why he's in the. Well, I, so, yeah, I am, so. 
<laughs> laughing at the chat here because Shell says, help, 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 Polly, purebred. <laughs> and uh, Ellie's mentioning, I'm just a bill. And that it's beautiful where she is in California. The weather is lovely. She went to bed with a beautiful full moon, still dark and in bed at the moment. Weather's supposed to be 43 to 58 degrees. So what a beautiful way to start the day. Um, Has the bomb cyclone go through, gone through yet? Because they had, they had a tough... I, I was talking to somebody from um, San Francisco the other day, and they were like showing the, some of the streets of San Francisco that were just... Oh, yeah. Somebody was trying to paddleboard. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been a wild. Yeah. It's definitely been a wild ride. Yeah. That is for sure. So. Oh my gosh, it's hard to believe we're already into January of 2023. Our first week is down, um, and it's the quarter time show now. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, and and Elena. N-E-S-T-L-E-S. Nestle's is the very best chocolate. <laughs> the other one was a good and plenty. I knew I remember the good and plenty. Choo Choo Charlie was an engineer. Choo Choo Charlie had a change of year. Yeah. <laughs> I mean it could go on. <laughs> oh my gosh. And Ellie's rem- oh reminiscing about underdog and other the cartoons like Littles and Scooby Doo and the Smurfs <laughs> and the Flintstones. Yeah. It's good times. Well, I will tell you this. I, I've decided that uh, there was a guy that uh, was in the Trump administration, uh, not one of the Millers. I think it was Stephen Miller. Mm-hmm. Reminded me of Gargamel from the Smurfs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh my gosh that is absolutely hilarious oh and Ellie's noting um, you know when you talk to your friend in San Francisco she said there's lots of bad weather San Francisco is a mess her friends there have had slides and craziness above her in Shaver Lake they had a terrible slide and air quality has been at a level 5 and I had snow and ski goers to China Peak get trapped there for days. Wow. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. that's yeah. It's there's a lot when you have to really be mindful when the weather gets dramatic like that. Oh, Shell loves Speedy Gonzalez. Well, for, for, <laughs> um, and she had the toy. Of him. my friend in California. <laughs> My my friend in San Francisco lives in a high rise. Uh, he's not far from the theater district in San Francisco. Mm. So the house. Allie's noting that near near her they had lots of rain and lots of uprooted trees and wrecked roads in their area. Mm-hmm. China Peak is a ski place above Shaver. Oh wow! Yeah. Well, this yeah. is definitely the time. My 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 cousin Helen, her youngest. His, uh, his Patrick was Patrick. His Patrick. Mm-hmm. He, they, they were born a couple months apart. Um, he lives uh, out in Tahoe, up by Lake Tahoe. Oh, I heard that is a beautiful area. So, I've never been out that way. That's where Jeremy Renner uh, was. That's where he had his. Mm. 
I'm, exactly. Well, yeah. I think there's been some really miraculous recoveries this week between Jeremy mm-hmm. surviving that accident oh, and God, the football player. Yes. Yes. Uh, what a um, remarkable recovery he's making. Um, absolutely. Which, absolutely. For which we're really we thankful. We wish them both well. Yes. We really oh. Anna said she went to see Sal Valentinetti last night, a young guy that croons like Sinatra. So much fun with a high school friend. She loves that era of music. So do I. I'm going to have to see if he's coming around. I am all about Sinatra and Rat Pack music. Oh, listen. My friend Patty McKeever, now Patty McKeever Hand, when we had, she had a nickname Beaver in high school. Don't ask. I don't know. Um, she she was a, a huge fan of Sinatra. Huge. She would this they had a radio program on Sunday nights. Um, I forget what it. Jonathan Schwartz, Schwartz, whatever I think was his name, and he did a whole thing on Sinatra. And in one of his, I think uh, one of his first retirement mm-hmm. tours. It was 75, maybe. She um, got tickets. <clears throat> she was dating a guy, a, a guy from the Navy, and they were going to go together. And he had to back out because he couldn't get off, get leave or something. And so she called me up at the last minute, and she said, do you want to go with me? And I'm like, oh, it's not <laughs> I'll tell you what. It was one of the best goddamn shows oh, ever uh, No doubt. To. He was incredible, uh, incredible. I so I was very lucky. To be I able to see got to see him on his last tour. We, I was young. And I think we just lost. We did. Um, we may have lost. Had several of us Leslie. in the office on the line waiting to get tickets, um, and the show mm-hmm. was phenomenal. I mean, what his voice obviously was his much later period. Um, the musicianship, the the way he interacted with the crowd, it was um, a gift to get to see him even at the later stage of his career. It was phenomenal. I can only imagine when you saw him, um, earlier, that must've been great. And I'm, he, he was, I'm, I, yes, he was 65 Dahlia years Sinatra old. Classic and good afternoon, Dahlia. So glad you could join us. Happy new year. And hello. Cheryl saying, sorry, I'm late dragging today. Cheryl, it's such a blessing to see you. I'm so glad you were able to join us. Um, hoping that we might, some of us might be able to see you in the next month or so with the beginning of uh, uh, filming Gabriel's Redemption. We believe that uh, that will be starting, and we have a little bit of news from SR on that. On that, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it was just, but Sinatra was just, he was, he just turned 65, I think. Oh, wow. And... He, his daughter, Nancy had just had a baby Mm. and I, and I only, this sticks out in my memory so much because these women in these sequined gowns with (laughs) because a lot of people wore fur 
um, went running up to the stage with baby gifts and bottles of Jack Daniels. <laughs> yes, there's a Jack Daniels theme going on today. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Seems. It seems. Uh, well, that was yeah. Sinatra's favorite. Uh, oh, yeah. That was his favorite. Oh, yeah. uh, and I don't know whether it was his son, Frank Jr., or whether it was Nelson Riddle was his uh, orchestra that went with him. In that yeah, it, it could have been either. When I saw him, it was uh, Frank Jr., and I was just I was just blown away by the musicality. Oh. We actually liked it so much that when Frank Jr. was touring independently with the orchestra, Abe and I went to see... Um, a show out actually out near Philadelphia, Pam, mm -hmm. out near the, at the casino out in Valley Forge. Valley Forge. Um, and it was phenomenal. A period of music. Um, it's just the, it's just has so much, so much swing and energy and vibrancy. Um, mm -hmm. And I always say that the, his concert and a Springsteen concert are very mm -hmm. much alike because they would just play. Mm -hmm. They would just play. And, and Springsteen at one point would play oh, yeah. four or five hours. Yeah, it was all about the music and they kind of get and, enraptured. You know, and, oh, and Sinatra did I, I wish. Yeah. I, I, think, I think it's the Jersey water that Probably. Did that, to be honest with you. I met a guy who was um, in the military early in the 60s and he got to see the Rat Pack perform live in Vegas and it was like at the beginning of that it was really at the beginning before they were even called the Rat Pack when they were doing their shows and he just said they went on for hours and they just it was a huge party like it was and the mm -hmm. the caliber of musicianship was extraordinary so yes Yes, Absolutely. as Dahlia says, Sinatra is a classic. He is. She also said yesterday she's celebrating her uh, four-year-old niece's Aww. birthday. Happy birthday to your niece. Um, and that her cousin oh has gosh, joined Passion wonderful. Flex. And, and she saw Gabriel's Inferno <laughs> like three times in two days. I have to introduce your cousin oh my gosh. to my neighbor, Marlene. <laughs> Who has Gabriel's Inferno on a loop, I think. Oh, my Lord. My God. Anyway, and then, um, you know, it's just it's all the while at the birthday, they look at each other and giggle and fan themselves. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, there is a lot of beauty on the screen, that's for sure. Well, I, I, I can't speak for your cousin, Dahlia, but, my, but Marlene, she goes to bed with Julia. Oh, my God. And I'm like, Ugh. and her her uncle Phil sits there and looks at her. I like to say, I would like she's got like ten heads. <laughs> well, Julia has, or Julio has so, a very passionate fan base. And Ellie does. said she has her Rapture DVDs. And Happy New Year to me. That's excellent. Wonderful. That's excellent. I'm, I'm still, I'm still a bad fan. I have to you and me both, Pam. We, we've got to get it together, there, sister. Um, 
<clears throat> I know. Um, so speaking of passion flicks, let's uh, talk about SR mm-hmm. uh, World News. And is in the and then in the news, <clears throat> as SR puts, filming is getting ready to begin. He's been speaking to Tosca even yesterday morning as they get ready, get the sets ready. He hopes to have more things to announce soon, so stay tuned. And I think I saw Passion Flicks put out that um, I think they're going to start filming Yes, the that's 17th. what um, Passion Flicks announced yesterday, so. which is super exciting. Mm-hmm. So. Which is super exciting. So that'll be fun. That will be fun. I know a lot of people are looking forward to seeing who... The prince will, is who's portraying the prince, and uh, I know that Passion Flix is keeping that under wraps until, I believe, closer to the release date of Redemption. So be prepared. <laughs> Have your necks ready. <laughs> and, yes, anyway. that's, I think, going to be one of the most yeah. uh, intriguing things. And lots of excitement for Cheryl. She just landed... I believe she mm-hmm. says, I, I, think, uh, yes, she landed yeah, three a three-month month job, job after that being with that awesome. one for over two years. I'm hopeful that everything works out on that front, Cheryl. All good things, all good things mm-hmm. come, and um, that's wonderful news. Something for us all to celebrate. We're very happy for you. That's good. Absolutely. And, of course... Absolutely. Betty notes, Paul is coming back. So will Allison. <laughs> but it's, uh, let's focus on the silver lining, Paul. So That's right. That's right. And Shell says, if it's any consolation, Betty, I don't want to see Allison either. <laughs> no, I, don't, I don't think there's that much going on in that relationship anyway, because after all, every time uh, we ask SR how Paul's doing, like when it was his birthday and stuff. He was always having dinner with a, a, a beautiful Cuban yes, co-worker. There was no mention of an Allison anywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we shall so, see. You can enjoy that. Anyway. So it's been, um, you know, it's been a little while, a while. since we've come uh, <laughs> back to Gabriel's Redemption. Uh, since we had birthday celebrations. And uh, we have uh, in two weeks, Holidays. I believe an upcoming nuptial celebration, as you recall, the anniversary of Julian Gabriel is two weeks from today, and we will be celebrating that. Mark your calendars. But today it's all about Gabriel's redemption, the first part of chapter five. And as uh, as you will remember, back in... Uh, our last discussion, Gabriel and Julia finally were able to make up um, after their big first fight in the midst of hosting their family. Uh, not only were they able to come to terms in an agreement on making up, but they made up properly, quote, unquote. So we begin Chapter 5, and... Uh, yes, Betty says, oh, the, an anniversary or Paul's worst nightmare. 
<laughs> and Ellie notes Elizabeth's coming Betty someday. And Betty says, yes, fingers crossed. I have high hopes for Paul and Elizabeth because she did reference that later in Redemption there was a, a, there was a kissing incident. Um, I believe we, we have not gotten there yet, though. So right now, the family refrained from saying anything as Gabriel and Julia emerged just before lunch um, from their room, looking quite relaxed and happy, dare I say sated and satisfied after uh, makeup sex, floating on a cloud, which is lovely. Um, I think it was good for them to reconnect um, even though they have a lot of work to do. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. That afternoon, Scott, his wife, Tammy, and their son, Quinn, arrived, along with Julia's father, Tom, and his girlfriend, Diane. So um, I love the fact that all of the family was able to come together um, this afternoon. I think that's really amazing. And to think about Julia, who really didn't have much of a family at all. And now she has all of these people in her lives that, um, her life that embrace her. And she, I just think that's really special. So (laughs) Diane was kind of new on, uh, the dating scene with Tom, although not new to them because she has been, um, someone they've known in the community for a while. She's an attractive African-American mm-hmm. with flawless skin, huge eyes, and curly shoulder-length hair. She was about 10 years younger than Tom and had known him a long time, having lived in Sealands Grove all of her life. When dessert was supposed to be served, Diane went into the kitchen. Um, and you can envision this scene, right? Uh, Gabriel and Julia went in to get coffee uh, started. Um, for to serve with dessert, and Diane ventured into the kitchen only to find them wrapped in each other, dancing, um, with the sound system playing throughout the house. There was some Latin jazz in the background, and Diane kind of stumbled upon a very intimate moment between the two of them. And <clears throat> Gabriel had whispered in her ear, but Julia blushed, turning her head away. And Gabriel laughed, pulling her closer and kissing her um, as they continued to dance. And you can kind of almost envision the scene. This will be great to see how they do it. I'm hoping this is in the, the film. Um, because they're, Diane sure is kind of backing away and trying to give them their space. And the creak in the floor gave them away. <laughs> um Betty says, or I love the comments here. Uh, makeup sex can be very satisfying, Ellie said. Uh, Michelle notes, everyone knew what was going on the following day. <laughs> and Betty said, no offense, but they're a terrible host. They finally come downstairs by noon, and what exactly were their guests to do all this time? Cook and clean? <laughs> They were guests or family. They do it is that, family. You know, they it's a grew little, up in the house. A diff- they have a little more la- uh, leniency. They got a little more room there, I think. And Betty says she really likes Diane. And 
Shell Notes Coffee. Right. Canoodling is commencing. Canoodling. You are right on that point, Shell. The canoodling continues. And so we actually asked SR about this as they were dancing. Um, Gabriel and Julia were dancing to soft Latin jazz in the kitchen. What artist or song was playing? I tried to channel my inner Betty on that question. I hope I did a good job, Betty. Mm-hmm. And SR said soft Latin jazz. I believe it was Besame Mucho performed by Diana Krall. And which would, which make, would make perfect sense. And no wonder they're canoodling because that song has so much meaning in their relationship. Um, so they were dancing and Diane tried to sneak out and the floor creaked. <clears throat> and they stopped dancing and turned to face her. And Diane, uh, Diane grinned, saying, something is cooking and it ain't the apple pie. Gabriel laughed and Julia rested her forehead against him. I'm sure Julia was a little embarrassed by that, but I think that's, I thought that was really a cute line. Diane approved and nodded, saying that they had taken so long to make coffee, she thought they may have forgotten how to make it. <laughs> Which is so cute. Um, and thank you, mm-hmm. Betty. Betty said that was a good question. I was wondering about the song they were dancing to. This makes sense. Ellie mm-hmm. said, it can be comforting to see the dynamics and resign, uh, relieve there for all, canoodling, fraternizing, and shenanigans for the win. Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, a short... <clears throat> it's a lot better than sitting at a dining room <laughs> table not talking a lot This better. is true. This Hell is of- true. And, you know, they connect in many levels in different ways, but their physicality is always something that seems to help ground them. Um, Julia assured her that coffee is ready and the pie was cooling. Um, She stepped away. Gabriel swatted her backside. Uh, Again, all that physical uh, interaction and playfulness is on on display um, in the kitchen today. And at that moment, Mm -hmm. Rachel and Tammy joined them. Tam was the newest member of the family, having married Scott. Uh, Tammy was tall, 5'11", curvaceous, with strawberry blonde hair. And Rachel looking at her brother. I, I'll be interested uh, to see Tammy. Did they cast her yet? Did they mention her? In the, I don't remember. Yeah. I don't think they've mentioned yes, her I'm, yet. Yes, I'm curious I'm to sure see. Um, yeah. I'm curious to meet the actor who plays Tammy as well as the actor who plays Diane. Um, Rachel, looking at her brother suspiciously, asked what the holdup was. Um, Julie was (laughs) embarrassed, Um, said that they were making coffee. Diane just, "Mm mm-hmm, you're making coffee all right. She did not think they were making coffee. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Julia poured the coffee into mugs, and Gabriel kissed her chastely and said he would leave her to it. So, which I think is pretty funny. Um, he decided to exit, uh, maybe in part because he probably can't keep his hands off of her. And Rachel checked the temperature of the pie with her finger. Grab a knife, Jules. Let's sample some of these pies. 
So I love, I mean, Rachel just cuts to the chase, right? She's ready. <laughs> and in the chat, I'm seeing, uh, oh, Cheryl has a mention of a book here. Let me pull it up. Mm -hmm. If you girls want to read about a male widow left with two kids dating experiences in its 50s, Please read on Kindle or buy the book To Venus and Back, One Man's Quest to Rediscover Love by Turner Grant. Just thought about this when you talked about Tammy and Julia's dad. I thank you for that re recommendation, um, Cheryl. I'm always looking for good books. Shell notes that squirt chicken and frozen butter will always be what I think of first when the Clarks and Emersons are together in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> and Cheryl, you meant Diane. I know I, as I said it, I was like, I, mm -hmm. I, I knew that's what you meant. Um, having them together. And I think this dynamic is something we were looking interested in talking about. And we did see Tammy at Rachel's wedding. Oh, you know what, Betty, you're right. Anna noted that too. And yes, um, thank you, Cheryl. He, the author would be willing to come to podcasts for free and talk. Interesting. Very good. Uh, Tammy and Scott, Black Lab Lady says, they were in Rachel's wedding and Julia was holding Tammy's son at the reception. I know I'm remembering the baby now. Um, yeah, so they are together um, here in the kitchen about ready to sample the pies. And Diane declined coffee and just pulled up a stool to sit on. Rachel wanted to know what was cooking. And she said, please don't tell me the counters were used. Without thinking, <laughs> Julia said, oh, they're too cold. <laughs> and then she put her hand over her mouth. Uh, busted there, Julia. Busted. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> I tried to get an answer out of SR about counters being too cold, but yeah. <laughs> he declined to answer that question. <laughs> um. <laughs> Although, and, and I, I, Leslie and I were discussing this yesterday a little bit, and I said, you know, well, if you, if you put the dishwasher on, it creates enough heat when it's in the dry cycle to warm the, the granite above the sink. Yes, the yes, there. Not that I know about that. <laughs> Another chapter for your book, Pam. But I do think uh, warming there, if you warm the granite, that, that there's a possible there. Yes. Yes. Um, Shell said, LOL. Julia gave herself away. And Ellie said, Betty, maybe we can have some Tammy Scott outtake novellas as well as one for Paul and whoever he finally <laughs> falls for. That would be nice. <laughs> Elena said, that was good thinking, Pam. And Betty notes that Bet Pam has a plan. Yes. You know, you got to be prepared. My, one thing my Girl Scout training taught me when I was young, be prepared. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and as Betty notes, when there's a will, there's a way. There's a Another way. chapter in Pam's book. And hey, Brenda, I didn't see you uh -huh. pop on there. <laughs> She's saying granite, quartz, all the stone surfaces will be cold. <laughs> it will sweat if you warm it. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then that gets nice because it gets a little slippery. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh Lord. I don't know anything I, about this. I, I know. We might have to grab the hankies for this discussion. Um uh -huh. so 
Good thing I have a box of Kleenex right beside <laughs> So, you know, it was so funny. The women started to tease her. Diane started fanning her face, asking if it was hot in here or is it just me? And uh, Diane was going to start calling this the house of love. And then Rachel mentioned that her parents were very much like that. Not on the counters that she knew of, <laughs> but they were very, very affectionate. And it must be something with the kitchen. Uh, yes, you know Betty, what? Betty, Betty, I, got, I was just going to mention that there. Betty mentioned. She said, we will still, we still remember the kitchen table sex outtake. Yes, absolutely. Yes, yeah. Absolutely. But it, 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 it does happen and kids, and no matter how old you are, you don't want to walk in on that. A friend of mine. Um, his parents lived in Queens, New York, and he went to with he was going to take his granddaughter, their newborn, to visit his parents, and he walked in on them in the kitchen. <laughs> hey, they were they were like in their late sixties at that point. You know what? I think that's a beautiful <laughs> that's thing. Good. That is good. Absolutely, that is healthy. That is wonderful. Um, Betty wonders yep. if Rachel, Tammy, and Diane are taking notes for their partners. <laughs> I am sure they are, Betty. I am sure they are. If they don't, if they don't know about exactly. It <laughs> yeah, Anna's saying, "Ooh, the kitchen table outtakes." Oh, I know that's a classic. Um, and I, I think that kitchen table outtakes, um, in terms of SR's writing, also was really. Um, almost like a warm-up to the man in the black, black suit um, uh, uh, future chapters that uh, were quite vividly written. Um, mm -hmm. If you haven't read it, you need to. It's a great book. Um, so they were joking with her and they were talking about, you know, how you know, how much love there was in the house, right? And talking about the kitchen, Julia agreed. There was something warm and comforting in the kitchen. And she and Gabriel did have trouble keeping their hands off of each other. And, uh -huh. and uh, <clears throat> the ladies asked if Gabriel made up for yesterday. And yes, Julia replied. And Rachel was happy to hear that. But she needed hit to speak to him about buying flowers after a fight or diamonds. <laughs> Rachel always, always um, putting her opinion right out there. And as Julia looked down at her fingers, finger, she noted the beautiful center cut diamond and the surrounding diamonds. And Diane thought that was a good looking ring. And she turned to Tammy and thought that Tammy's was really beautiful as well. <laughs> oh my gosh you guys yes Dolly said that was an intense scene for sure Shell says I always think to myself when reading the sex scenes in books I hope they wash their hands and surfaces that others may use later <laughs> Betty said God Nicholas knows all about tables and how to use them Betty Yes, that is does. the truth <laughs> Anna said Gabriel could give I, a I seminar just... in sedation Seduction to the guys. Yes. That he could. Yes, that absolutely. He could. Just, and Betty notes, I, I always hope in real life people wash their hands. <laughs> and yes, Pam, thank you. And their counters. And their counters. 
granite or otherwise. That's correct. The kitchen tables, counters. Yes, and the beloved kitchen table outtake uh, link is in the chat if you haven't read it or if you want to revisit it. I might, uh, I might revisit that. It's always a fun one. Warm up the, the winter day. Yes. And, you know, one of the things, uh, one of the questions we asked us are, as um, we were reading this, is who or what inspired the character of Diane Stewart? So who was kind of the, the inspiration behind Diane? And SR responded, Diane Stewart was inspired by the actress Viola Davis. She's an incredibly gifted actress. And... Actually, one of my favorite people to follow on Instagram. If you have, if you don't follow her, she puts so many positive stories and really does a lot with um, extending the word and message on mental health. Her backstory is incredible. I, I have to read her book. I haven't read it yet. Um, there is a Netflix special currently on. Uh, an interview that Oprah did with Viola Davis and it's um, I have not seen it yet, but it's on my things to watch. Um, very powerful story, a powerful force. And um, I love the fact that this character was inspired by her. Um, mm -hmm. It's just really, really great. Um She's a great actress. She is a great actress. Really and I envision as soon as he said that was her inspiration, I could, I put her face in, you know, I, I could envision um, what Diane really looks like. Um, so if only we could get her to play. <laughs> that would be great. Um, well, that's you never right. know who has connections. Yes. So, um, uh, Betty was saying that she was, uh, you know, she thought that was, that's so cool. <laughs> yes. And uh, Betty says, you tell him, Rachel. Although I think it's better to give jewelry on happy occasions and not for making up. Otherwise, the jewelry will always be associated with the bad memory. That's very true. And I, I think that's it. a really good point. Um, and Dahlia notes that she loves Viola Davis. And she didn't know that. That's interesting. Um, Anna said... And Anna notes yeah. that she should be giving back. She should be giving because she was in Gabriel this fight. For, for, I agree. Um, actually, I I think the, the talking and and the uh, canoodling and the continued talking needs to to that's very important. Follow up. I mean, it's a point. Yeah, I mean, it's a form of communication. It's a, everybody are, has a love language. The gifts though, are right? nice. I mean, that for me, the gifts are not my primary love language. Right. But I think I know people who are, and they're so yeah. methodical, and it's so beautiful because it's, it's a thoughtful um, way that they connect with people, and I just think that's really cool. Mm -hmm. <laughs> just send me flowers. That's, that's all I care about. Yeah, I can, I, you know, up until, uh, I think up until my, I was married to almost three years at that point, I think I got uh, roses Aww. on the 27th of the month every every month. That's beautiful. Ellie notes. So, anyway. 
<laughs> yeah, it was, and then and then the pocketbook. <laughs> Betty says flowers are always good. <laughs> and then Ellie notes that kitchen mm-hmm. table outtake mm-hmm. was inspiring and is fun to revisit regularly. So is the chocolate body painting and others. SR tends to send out reminders of those around Valentine's Day. Yes, he does. Yes, especially the body paint on A delicious outtake. And whipped cream. Um, it is. With whipped cream, Another chapter for your book, Pam. Um, <laughs> hey, you know, whatever, whatever floats your boat. And there are a lot of things that float a lot of people's boats. Anyway, so so Tammy's looking at at, at her ring, and it's the, it's the facets and all are being picked up by the halogen lights in the kitchen, and uh, you know she can see it, and and she never thought it would happen. And then as she looked at the door, she asked if uh, if they should bring dessert. You know, it's sort of subconsciously doing this. Uh, Rachel reminded her that men have working legs <laughs> and they can come and get dessert for themselves and coffee too. This kind of made Tammy chuckle. Um, and she said that before she started dating Scott, she'd been living with uh, her boyfriend in law school. And then she got pregnant. They had spoken about getting married, buying a house, the whole nine yards, and then she got pregnant. So Julia shifts in the bar stool, and this is making Julia uncomfortable right at the moment, considering what she's going on. And uh, so, so Tammy's like blissfully looking at her friends, and she said Scott told her that he was a surprise, but he was a surprise. But as his parents were happy about it, she also wished that she'd had a chance to meet Grace, and she sounded like a wonderful woman. So Rachel's like, you know course that's her mother and she's like yes she was and said that Gabriel wasn't planned either and uh, told her that when you know that Richard and Grace took him in they eventually adopted him um (coughs) and you know so and that that's a big thing that is a big thing for anybody um so she continued that Tammy continues that she and Eric, uh, you know, had, when he found out that she was pregnant, he was like, "Oh, you did this to trap me," which is a sadly common back that backup that men sometimes use. And uh, you know, a lot of people already saw that she didn't like. They didn't like like what he said because it's like you know you didn't do this all by yourself. Julia said nothing, uh, although she understood Eric. She disliked what he did. Eric had given her an ultimatum, ultimatum, either me or the baby. And she chose the baby, and she had thought about abortion. She just couldn't go through with that. And it's just so nice that she had that choice. (laughs) And while she knew the pregnancy was not... um, totally honest, deep down she had been happy to have found out that she was going to be a mom. Julia squirmed at, at Tammy's dishonesty because it really it getting a little under Julia's psyche of what's going on with her and her background. Um, she felt like a failure, pregnant, single, living at home because she'd moved back in with her parents. And Julia started to tear up. She was so sorry. 
And Tammy reached over to hug her, and she said, now Quinn would, you know, never know his father. So Rachel's like, you know, not everybody has the DNA to be a father. <clears throat> you know, as, as a friend of mine calls her father the sperm donor, because he was such a terrible father. Um, I'm upset because Eric signs his rights away. And... Uh, she said, Rachel said, well, you know, sperm donors aren't fathers. Richard had not contributed his any genetic as, material as to Gabriel's much as anything. Fathers, but, he is right? his father. Diane said that while, you know, you didn't, she didn't know who contributed genetic material to Gabriel. The boy <laughs> This is true. <laughs> not as fine as her man, though. And that kind of hit Julia, too. A little bit. The idea of somebody. Oh my gosh! I, that, this whole section was really powerful, you know, because this mm-hmm. happens. We, I mean, I think a lot of us know people who've been in these situations, and um, it's so hard when someone turns away from that they were partnered with or was in love with. And they just more or less reject them and give them ultimatums. I mean, it's it's really, really quite sad. Um, yeah. Plus, I think then on the, the lighter side of this, the whole having, uh, having someone find your parent sexy and attractive is also a little funny. Yeah, you don't mm-hmm. think about that. Yes. They're your parents. It's like you don't want to know what happens on the kitchen table when your parents home. I always thought that was a good thing, though. You know, it yeah. is a good thing, but you don't want to think about it. I mean, well, you have to. You just realize they are whole people, right? So it's that's true. You know, like when you, when <clears throat> we would ask my sister and I would ask my mother about sex, she said one or Actually, I know she said actually three times because we knew she had a tubular pregnancy or last pregnancy. Uh-huh. So, so we know that you know at least three times. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I love the fact um, there's been a lot of chat going on. Um, Anna noted that Alan always gave her mother flowers on Anna's birthday uh, as well, and her sons now do that. And oh, I think that's a beautiful, beautiful tradition. Mm-hmm. I will. I will never forget the first time Patrick came to me. He was, I think, he was in eighth grade, going into ninth grade. He had saved some money from his allowance and asked if he could send flowers to this girl from his class. Oh my gosh, so cute! And I was like, "Of course you can." <laughs> what do you do? I love it. And uh, yeah, unfortunately, the girl was away for the weekend and never got the flowers right away. But yeah, uh-huh. it was very cute. It was very cute. <laughs> and, and Jim did help him. He took him to the florist and they arranged everything there. <laughs> that is so funny. She said, oh, Diane, you really love Tom because none of us think Tom is fine. <laughs> <laughs> Shell said no one wants to hear about that, Diane. And, and, uh, I think Shell said Diane needs therapy, but he said, at least Diane didn't say what was her father's favorite sex position with Tom and Anna notes delusional Diane. Um, 
Elena notes, I really hope they put this kitchen interaction in the movie. <laughs> I do too. I think it's a great, um, I'm hopeful they do. I mean, it's possible they, they won't, but it's such a great way to showcase the family and the family coming together and um, the closeness of the, that the women, um, the bonds the women are creating. Um, and I just think the, the, the fun that they're poking uh, with Julia and her, uh, her amorous uh, husband. I think it's fine. <laughs> so, <clears throat> Allie's like, oh, God, don't get me started. With eight years ago, finding my mom's note to her fiancé at the time to meet her in the spa. <laughs> <laughs> you can't unhear or unsee that, right, Ellie? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, unfortunately, he passed away a few years ago. <laughs> but as a kid in her 40s, just no. <laughs> <laughs> the dance in the kitchen has to happen in the movie. Uh, yes, it yeah, I'm hopeful it so, will. What we had asked SR, why did Julia uh, feel shame that she sympathized with Eric's lack of readiness for having a child with Tammy? And SR responded, he said, Eric's clearly a villain at the, in this tale, and Julia doesn't want to be associated with him in any way. So she's conflicted with her own feelings. This is true. Um, I, I can understand that. Um, Absolutely. And Anna wrote, brought a really good point. Tom seems to be all forgiven by the masses. Gabriel needs to be afforded that compassion. And I feel like Gabriel's getting that compassion. I'm, I'm trying to remember at this point in the storyline if, he if he's fully there with Tom yet. Um. But I think, I think that I think I also think for some of the masses, they don't realize the depth of lack of parenting that Tom did. Mm -hmm. I I think Rachel may know, but I don't know if the other ladies know exactly how Julia's childhood went down. I'm not sure. I think Rachel would probably be the only one at this point that really knows, and 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 Richard, right would know too, but I, you know, and Gabriel obviously would know. Yeah. But I think uh, Tammy and Diane don't have a full understanding of her background. Mm-hmm. So. And Shell, Shell and says... I think Gabriel's coming along. Right. Yeah. He's a work in process. I think we all are. <laughs> Shell notes, as for me, Tom has done nothing towards showing remorse. Tom has thrown many stones in his glass house. I think that's right. Mm-hmm. I think he's shown, <clears throat> although I, I, I think, I feel like he's shown some remorse, but, and possibly this is his communication or lack of communication issue, and he's not verbalizing as much as he should, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, he may not, it may not be something that he, um, maybe he's not feeling it or maybe he's realizing it doesn't matter one way or the other because Julia and Gabriel together. Mm-hmm. And if he wants Julia in his life, he has to get over it. Okay. I don't know. Um, Dolly is saying, I guess some people's characters are just built that way. They know they are in the wrong yet are incapable of showing remorse, be it a conversation, action or gesture. 
In Tom's case, he did give small gestures, not grand by any means, but he's his character is just built that way. That's a good insight, yeah, Dahlia. I think I, yeah, I think uh, Tom's background would be um, <clears throat> probably had a father that didn't show a lot of emotion, or you know, wouldn't the, the, the males in her in his family show a lot of emotion? Anyway. Mm -hmm. And I think that's part of it. So, and, and probably with the his ex wife was probably gotten to the point where he just tried to ignore everything she did, and Julia was the afterthought at that point. Yeah. He didn't fully get. He didn't fully comprehend what was going on until much later. So well, and more comments in the chat here. Shell's noting for Tommy thinks that because he's Juliet's father, he's given a pass. Um, Elena said, "Well, Tom did offer to buy Gabriel a domestic beer at Rachel's wedding, <laughs> bathwater, but a small attempt. But a small attempt." Um, and Brenda said, "He just doesn't know how to approach the whole situation." And I think that's part of the stun of his growing up situation. Yeah. Anna's saying Tom's sins are so much greater. And Julianne has wanted a father for so long, she has now turned him into a prince. But she makes Gabriel pay dearly for every faux pas. That's an interesting, yeah. Yeah. I'm also wondering, too, if she had, you know, she attributes, she does tie in Richard in her, you know, father, role model, um, s, you know, search. I, so I think he looks, she looks to Richard too in a bit, but I think you're right, Anna. He, she does tend to put Tom on the pedestal. Um, mm -hmm. Dahlia agrees with you, Pam. She said it always comes down to how you were raised and the environment you grew up in. And I, I, you know, I think it's, you know, it's a nature versus nurture thing. And I think that a lot of times that it comes, rightly or wrongly, comes down to that. And, uh, which is a shame because it, it, there are a lot of men, like I can, I can, you know, Jim always related his story that when he, his father died when he was 24. And when his father passed away, he was at that age where he was just starting to get to know his father as a man. Mm-hmm. And because I, be, you know, because they, I think there's a pulling away from, from the males with, with son, fathers and sons to a certain extent. So, and that, that may be kind of like what Tom went through and he just never got, got to really get the nurturing that he needed to deal with these things. Yeah. It's true. I'm and, and no, and there was probably no thought of any kind of therapy or counseling at that point in time either for him because that was probably a taboo subject well you know there's some more thoughts on here as well i think tom is trying to be the dad julia needs but he's still learning baby steps but he noted mm -hmm. shell says i feel julia needs to be flat out your father is a horrible parent and to stop making gabriel pay for tom's and simon's crimes and then Ellie has the um, <laughs> Ellie has the fun idea of a book club for Rachel, Tammy, Julia, Diana, and Rebecca. Uh, book club outtake and having a guest, Catherine. Mm -hmm. Although it might be hard Catherine. to find a non-academic book to impress Catherine. 
Maybe Catherine's. Uh, well, you know, it's funny. Maybe Catherine uh, has uh, pleasure in uh, in reading romance. You never know. <laughs> you never know. I mean, I was. Uh, it was somebody. I was. I was. Was in an interview one day a while. This was a while ago, and they were talking about. Um, yeah, and this was a well-educated woman uh, in mm-hmm. the world. You know, not a. You know, nothing. Not like the. She was more extraordinary than some, but. A, a, I don't know. I'm not putting it right, but in any event, you know, you would think this person would be reading political history or uh, something in that realm, you know, national security realm. And she was reading Julia Quinn. <laughs> you know, so it's you never know. it's a good thing, and a lot of smart women read romance. That's part of, mm-hmm. you know, part, of, and there should be no shame in that. You know, it's it's. Absolutely wonderful not. storytelling and it talks about connection and relationships and it gives a lots of themes lots of credence to a lot of um different elements of our existence so i say i'm all for that uh elena thinks Catherine's a closet 50 shades reader um <laughs> she could be and betty's asking what romance novels are what if romance novels are Catherine's guilty pleasure? Um, and can you imagine Catherine with a red room of pain, Betty says? <laughs> oh, my gosh. There's another fanfic op- opportunity. Uh, yeah, per- Catherine Picton, <laughs> Professor Payne. We could uh, ask us if that's a planned outtake. Um, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, Ellie made a note though here uh, just to wrap up the discussion on Tom and she said Tom's all Julia's had he is all she knows and he has had an awakening so it's better than it was and it's better than she received from her mother somehow even with attachment issues and trust and neglect she received he is still doing better than before and she added Julia is a loving and kind person despite her upbringing which is good. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Now Ellie says, I think the professor, um, now that the others are uh, dead, Catherine uh, should write her own story with her professor. Yes. With old. Uh, Exactly. Old Old tough. Yeah. Uh (laughs) Would be interesting. Oh my gosh, you guys. I think we might have to share um, some of this chat with SR. <laughs> yeah, we should. Uh, Ideas for your files. <laughs> yes, and Flora made it safely to her mom. She said, I made it. Catherine has oh, a great story. I want more of with her professor. Uh, yes, yes. Um, <laughs> Catherine owning a red room of pain grading papers. <laughs> um, and Anna says, Julia... Julian is old enough to be realistic in her past relationship with Tom and now move on to an adult relationship with him. It's how she projects and how she doesn't give any of that compassion to her husband is kind of her point. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. There's a lot of, um, Anna's also agreeing with having the professor picked in an old hut tale. Boy, that would be a great story. I wonder if that's in his box, in his file. I don't know, but I know I, I, I'm 
pretty sure that they do get into this later on in the novel. A yeah. Little bit, yeah. But I mean, having a full out blow yeah. by blow um, would be interesting. <laughs> Pam. Yeah. <laughs> Betty's wondering who would have introduced Catherine to Fifty Shades of Grey. Hmm. That's a good question. You never know. And uh, instead of pain, that makes people write passages from uh, Dante's Inferno 500. (laughs) When they're naughty. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That's Brenda saying, I'm sure that's one spicy story. Picton is a firecracker. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, Betty just knows she doesn't the, want the, to see Professor re- Picton in my text. Oh my gosh! No. <laughs> oh Lord! Or or on what? What is that? A St. George's Cross or something? St. Andrew's Cross? Whatever that thing is that they yeah of, uh, the dungeons yeah. have. Yeah, I'm that. I don't think it's strapped in. I that, was just I about to so. Google it, but I'm not sure if I should. <laughs> I don't know if I should. All I know is that Legos has a Fifty Shades set up and it was that somebody did and it's got that too. So, <laughs> a Red Room opinion. Yes. So. Anyway. Well, this it's has been fun. Because all you have to do is step on a Lego at the middle of the night when you're <laughs> trying to go into the bathroom or something and then you'll know what Fifty Shades of Pain is. Yes. It's a St. Andrew's point. Cross. Thanks for the clarification. <laughs> yeah. okay. I love it. Thank you. And she'll be wearing her graduation tassel on top of her head. That would be original, (laughs) is what (laughs) Talia says. Yeah. Um, Anyway, ladies, it has been a good morning. Yes. And I'm so glad you were able to join us. Having your feedback is what makes the podcast interesting. And uh, our discussion on chapters always bring a lot of uh, good insight, as along with a lot of fun. And this was a wonderful mm-hmm. way to start my day. And I appreciate all of you guys for joining us this morning. So I am leaving us this morning with uh, Paul Coleman, The One Thing. Nice. So yeah, so everybody have a great day and a great week, and we'll talk to you on the Yes, week. take care, everybody. Stay safe and be kind to each other. Mm-hmm. Well, I've questioned my reasons, this life I'm living. I question my ability to judge wrong from right. Well, I questioned all the things. I've ever called certain My race, my religion My country, my mind But the one thing I don't question Is you, you really love me Like you say you do You really love me Like you say you do So hold me I need you Hold me Well, I've questioned significance